protect your company's data. I'm Cassandra Gaines, and this is More Freight, More Problems. And this is going to be a very intense episode. I'm going to teach you how to avoid future problems that companies like TQL and TruckStop have recently experienced, where someone's hacked into their software and has stolen their data, is either holding it ransom or selling the data and doing other things. This isn't a very sexy topic, I understand that, but it's so important because it's embarrassing to have this type of thing happen and it also could cripple your company. In addition, you have legal liability that you'd be exposed to as well. Companies that are subject uh, to these threats the most are small companies. Hackers and evildoers, I like that word, (laughs) evildoers, they know that small companies put data security last on priorities so that they're the ones who usually are the target. So I'm going to explain to you a little background and then I'm going to give you five steps um, to protect your business and what to do. And I did a lot of research and I've had a lot of experience in this area and I tried to narrow this episode down as much as possible so not to put you to sleep. So let's go over the threats, right? Your, one of your biggest threats is going to be your current employees and your former employees. They had access and have access to a lot of your data and they're saving spreadsheets here and there and they have customer lists and perhaps they have access to a lot more as well. When they depart the company or even while they're at the pump company, um, they can give the data to a third party company or do things with the data that you don't want them to. We're going to talk about that. Contractors and consultants who have access to your data as well, especially disgruntled ones or you're having an argument over payments with and they had access, they go and do something with your data. Then you have the general malware, ransomware, breaches, phishing, password attacks, hackers, all that jazz that happens from external threats. And then one that people, a threat that people constantly forget about and don't and look overlook is companies that are collecting your data and then they sell it. Um, Or perhaps they're not protecting your data. You know, when you have all the software that you use throughout your business operations, you're integrating with different companies, um, you're using third parties, software for different things, they're all collecting your data, all of them. And did you look at your agreement? Because most of the time they're allowed to sell your data um, or use it for research, etc. That's often overlooked. Here are your legal obligations, depending on what state you're in you're going to have a duty to protect the data and other duties as well. Duty to disclose and to report breaches. So you're gonna have to Google what state you're in. Because remember, I'm not your lawyer. I'm just here to help and educate because as you get more freight, more problems always come your way. There are federal laws as well that are in place. Um, Everything depends on the type of data you're uh, collecting and whether you're a regulated industry, which we're not in transportation. But if you're collecting personal data, social security numbers, banking information, ACH information, this includes your carriers too. I've noticed that sometimes when they sign up using their W, and then you guys get their W-9, breach, uh, sorry, uh, brokers get their W-9. I've noticed that often you're collecting their social security numbers, their banking information, and your employees' information as well. All of that has legal obligations to protect that information and steps you're supposed to take pursuant to state law. So your legal obligations are state and federal laws. You have a common law duty where courts require you to try and protect the data, take reasonable and appropriate steps. 
and then a duty to disclose if any breaches happen. You have contractual obligations. You know those contracts with uh, numerous different types of companies, especially your customers. They'll have data security obligations in the agreement. Then you've got, interestingly, self-imposed duties, ones that you didn't know, but you've imposed on yourself. So if you just use somebody else's privacy policy and post it on your website, uh, you're telling the world that you are taking certain steps and you're managing people's data who are on your website or using your software in a certain way. Make sure that you read, actually read through that dense, uh, I know it's dense policy, but make sure you read through it and that it's accurate and you're actually taking those steps. Any internal policies, let's say you just put something in place and you didn't actually really use it or you forgot to follow up on it and you had a retention policy or data security policy. If you have any internal policies and you're not following them, you're setting yourself up for liability as well. And then marketing. Let's say on your website you tell customers that you have the, you know, you we secure your data. Your data is always safe with us, blah, blah, blah. They can use those statements against you as well in a court of law. Let's get to the five steps um, to protect your business, okay? And again, this is an intense podcast. You're probably going to have to listen to it a couple times or give it to one of your employees to listen to, or an intense episode, I should say. Number one. Uh, you're going to designate a data security employee. And I don't care how small your company is. It could be someone um, who's also doing carrier compliance. They're vetting the carriers. Or it could be somebody that's in safety or IT, HR, finance. Um, but someone needs to be in charge of data security. That employee you're going to invest in. Um, you don't have to invest heavily. There are online courses that the employee can uh, take. There are consultancy employee can learn from on what to do, or you could just, for now, try to follow this uh, podcast as best you can, and then as you have more resources, you can continue to invest. The employee is going to be in charge of developing all data security policies, all SOPs, and statements regarding data security. The employee is going to take lead on all the initiatives and be responsible. And the expectations are that the employee needs to report into management on all the steps and everything that the employee is doing. The employee is going to develop training for all employees to go through once a year or onboarding or however you decide to consistently roll it out. The training is going to consist of things such as password sharing, um, how you shouldn't do that, um, using strong passwords, avoiding phishing emails, the risks that come with public Wi-Fi, using public Wi-Fi, um, storing data in places you're not allowed to, everything that's required in the policies and how to manage the data and how to be safe with the equipment that the company is giving the employee. All of that type of training is absolutely necessary. Step two, identify and locate all your data and equipment. So that employee that you've designated will be responsible for knowing where all the data is stored. This includes shadowing employees and understanding where are they keeping their spreadsheets, customer lists, contacts, daily agendas, are they saving everything in a cloud or in one location that you want them to? What are they saving? Understand and have an equipment inventory list. Know what employees have and have you know, uh, procedures in place if empl employees are going to be receiving equipment. It should be numbered and everybody should know where the equipment is. This is really important. Um, I had a client once where they terminated someone and completely forgot they bought him an iPad. And then for months, he had access to everything through that iPad. 
The other piece that you need to um, make sure that you understand in step two is what data is stored. So is it personal data? Is it banking information? Um, or is it, uh, is it a lot of emails? Is it unnecessary data? Some states uh, regulate what kind of data you're even allowed to have and have rules along how long you're supposed to have that data, like California. Also, it's just unnecessary to keep every email possible. So go through and figure out what is your data retention policy and then how are you going to execute it. The other piece is who has access to the data. This is one of the most important things. Make sure that only the appropriate employees have access to data. Now I'm going to pause here and point out your TMS as well. Make sure that employees don't have access to everything within the TMS, that there are restricted access options and there's levels of access as well. Make sure employees cannot activate a carrier or inactivate a carrier or change the carrier's profile. That's very important because I could get a company into big trouble. Let's continue. Step three, take action. So now that you know where all the inventory is and you know what data is available, you understand what your retention policies are going to be and you have everything in place. Now we're going to take action. You're going to back up your data and store it separately. It is so essential that you store it separately. You know, when Truck Stop was hacked um, and they had ransomware, actually it was ransomware, and that's when somebody comes in, they steal your, all your data, they hold it ransom and require you to pay money and then they'll give it back. But basically they shut your company down. This happens a lot, especially to small companies. If you had the data stored separately, you would be able to restore operations um, and be able to keep continue to operate. And it defeats and deflates the ransomware, the ransom wrongdoers uh, efforts to get money from you. Discard data. Again, any data not need for a business purpose, get rid of it, guys. Emails included. Um, to pause, make sure to consult with an attorney because some uh, federal regulations uh, require us to keep shipping information for a certain amount of time. Or if you're in litigation, you're not supposed to discard that or it could potentially be in litigation. You're not allowed to discard that information. So be consult with an attorney on what your retention policies need to be. Don't just start deleting. Do not keep personal information you or use a third party to store personal information or keep it separate and very, very safe. Anything that has to do with employees, social security numbers, birth dates, biometrics. How many of you have any type of biometrics in place where someone uses their thumbprint to get into the building or fingerprint to get into the building? Medical information, financial information. Um, that is really, really, really sensitive. Banking, ACH, credit card information, all that needs to be stored in a very special place and have limited access. Um, when you do have limited access to all of this type of information, the access should be limited by role and by necessity. And you're going to have that one person, the person you designated as your data security employee, they're the person who's going to consistently make sure that people who have different roles um, are not having access to information they shouldn't. Other things that you want to do with passwords is like two-step authentication process, admin access to devices and locators of devices. Um, I also want you to watch those integrations with third-party companies because they can get a lot of your data. And who knows, uh, what if they got hacked and your business goes down because of it? Data encryption on all devices is powerful. If a data breach does occur and you had proper data encry encryption software, 
it could encrypt the data and make it useless to anyone who hacked it. That's a great tool. The other thing that I, I would say is be very careful with is have a process with employees who are leaving the company. Um, so what you should do is take an inventory and everything they have. Do all this before they leave, by the way. Take an inventory of everything they have. Have an onboarding process where you get the inf- you get all the computers, everything back. You have IT scan the computers to make sure that there weren't any downloads, recent downloads, or any activity that's suspicious. That means they took a lot of stuff, a lot of data. Make sure that the employee signs something saying that they don't have any of the company's data. Give them the opportunity to give it back if they do. The other piece is make sure that they don't have apps on the cell phone, passwords, or access to any third-party devices. That needs to be a very strongly executed SOP for offboarding employees before they leave that building. Next step number four is the one that's painful for a lot of people, but it won't be for your data security employee. Your data security employee will understand why we do this. This is audit and managing. Employees leave, employees change jobs, sorry, they change roles, they move around, um, and they need different access for different things. Keep track of the access, and if you audit this and have a management process, consistently in place, uh, then none of these, uh, the access won't become stale or un, or uh, improper for the employee's new role. You're going to scan for data taken. Um, you're going to shut down. You're going to know who has access to what type of apps and make sure you audit that all those are current employees in the proper roles. Reset, have reset passwords. Everybody has to reset their passwords every certain amount of uh, periodically, periodic dates. Integrations with products, make sure that you're constantly running audits and you know what products you are integrated with and what you've contractually agreed with that third-party company and that that third-party company is properly securing your data. Your audit policies are really important because you also have to audit to ensure compliance, audit to ensure contractual obligations as well. Step number five, which is the last step, probably one of the easiest ones, is to invest in outside resources. Make sure that you purchase software, encryption software, antivirus software, anti-malware, firewall software. Make sure that you invest in those. As you become uh, larger, you will grow and grow and have more and more problems. So it's important to have these steps in place. But I want you to consider investing in a consultant, one of those tech-savvy consultants that will come in and test how are you doing from a data security perspective and give your data security employee a game plan for the following year of what to do to improve and continue to execute on training. Here's the other option, cyber insurance. Um, This is not actually, I shouldn't say it's another option. It's something that you can purchase to protect yourself and your company, Um, but you still have to follow through all these steps. Cyber insurance doesn't mean you get to throw everything out the window. It should be pretty inexpensive, um, but it does have proper coverage for things such as forensics investigations, monetary losses due to breaches, data breach notification assistance, legal expenses, cost of cyber extortion from ransomware, different things like that. Now, don't go nuts. It shouldn't be expensive um, because it's really not essential to your business. Truly, if you're taking all these five steps and hiring consultants, I mean, you should be pretty good. But the more sensitive the information is, the more you're collecting data insurance, cyber insurance is a good idea told you guys this episode would be very intense. My job 
is to go into companies and assess the amount of risk and problems they have and teach them how to avoid problems like this. That's what I do. And the this uh, truck stop and TQL issue, this happens to everybody, and they didn't do anything wrong. Nobody did anything wrong. These are outside wrongdoers trying to take our data and destroy our business. Take the time to re-listen to this episode and to give it to your employees and to figure out what's the best way to protect your business and follow these steps. I'm Cassandra Gaines. Thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe 